Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Zachary Allard. And I'm Michael Tamer. And Michael, we're back on our bullshit. It's yeah. Deep, it's deep in the holidays. Yeah. We I, just, we got through Thanksgiving. Are you saying like it's the Christmas. holiday season? Yeah, it's the holiday season. Huh. It's the holiday season. See, you I feel like Christmas. we're actually in the down week. You get like one week after Thanksgiving for it to just be kind of normal and then the oh, holidays. You, oh, so you haven't been to the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I can fucking avoid it, <laughs> let me tell you. That place has done something to your psyche, it's for sure. Yeah, I know, it's bad. Um, Happy Christmas season. Happy Thanks. Advent. It's Advent. Advent, there we go. You yeah. love Advent. Yeah, we're, we're a pro-Advent podcast. Don't let anyone tell you different. I do like the Christmas season. I wish. Interesting. I think, like... This is genuinely a little sad. Like, I kind of love Christmas. Uh-huh. But every year, I feel like I do actually care a little bit less. Like, I'm a, like a Aww. villain in a, like, Christmas movie. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're scrooging in real time. You're reverse scrooging. Yeah, I don't know what it is. That's interesting. I think, I think I'm further from the light every year. Yeah, would you say that, that joy has died for you a little more each year? Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. I think... Uh, I think it's like I want to enjoy Christmas, and then it's just kind of fine. <laughs> like... Hmm. So what you're saying is I need to embark on a yes. journey to yes. rekindle your That's Christmas right. spirit. Uh, well, I'm sure we can find some shitty Christian uh, Christmas movie to watch, and that'll be really fun. I think that's a good way to end the year. But today, Michael, we're not talking about the holidays. We're not talking about um, our various sojourns for Thanksgiving. We are talking about other things. Other things. <laughs> Shit that happened. We're talking about racism. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, dear listener, every once in a while, there is a moment mm-hmm. that just sort of perfectly <laughs> encapsulates the state of things. Yes. Just, just a single lightning bolt that says everything that you need to know about the times we mm-hmm. are in. And I cannot think of a better moment to define the year of our Dark Lord 2022 <laughs> than Kanye West, Donald Trump, and Catholic incel fascist himself, <laughs> Nick Fuentes, having dinner at Mar-a-Lago together. I I go back and forth on this, but uh-huh. I think I've ultimately decided I wish I were there. I wish I'd been eating <laughs> that terrible pot roast uh-huh. in uh-huh. the gravy that is like definitely just MSG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the chocolate Where it's cake. Where it's kind of got that sheen on it. Mm-hmm. Just like clearly this came from powder. Uh, I wish I were there. I want to know. I want to know. I actually want to hear it as Kanye leans into Trump's face, speaking way too closely to him and whispers, I love Hitler, man. I love him. <laughs> when he asked him to be his running mate. It is. It no, sounds, that's so good. It's so good. Yeah. No, there's a lot to cover here. Yes. And I actually genuinely mean, like, that's a silly intro, but I actually think no, it's you true. really can extrapolate so much yeah. about the state of the country, the state of right-wing yes. politics, the state of uh, anti-Semitism in America <laughs> uh, from this one dinner, and that That's is right. what we are going to endeavor to do. But it needs to be said, it sounds like a fucking joke. <laughs> like, it sounds like 
It sounds like uh, like your one friend who still thinks Cards Against Humanity oh, is fun. Yeah. Like that dude's that fuck Mary kill list. Like that guy. Like yes. he's so excited to drop the Kanye Fuentes Trump fuck Mary kill on you. And yet this is the world we're living in. I know this is an overused Twitter bullshit. But, like, I still think if you had, like, gone back to the Obama era and explained that dinner to someone, their head would instantly explode. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, like, we are living in, in such accelerated times <laughs> that, like, like reality just keeps jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. It's just, no, like, try to go back and tell 2004, yeah. Zach and Michael, that oh Kanye West is a Nazi now. Like tr- oh, try God. to sell that. No, I would, I would, def- I would shoot you and be like, no, I'm ending the looper. Like I'm coming for my <laughs> looper guy. Like no, we're not doing this time travel shenanigans bullshit. Kanye West will not be a Nazi, and, uh, and yet wor- here we are. The world would be better if Kanye had died in like 2011. The world would be better if Michael had killed older Michael <laughs> in a time loop. Yes. Wait, undeniably. who's that coming through the door? <laughs> well, that's sexy younger Michael. There's still time. <laughs> I guess yeah, that's but now I'm the old guy, so now I gotta loop back so young Michael can kill me. Aww, yeah. you're your own Bruce. I'm Willis. sacrificing myself. That's beautiful. All right, so there's a lot. There's a lot to okay, get so, into this. Yeah, what happened? Let's well, let's start. Okay, so what happened? We know. We everyone knows. There's no way that you do not know that this <laughs> dinner occurred, and we're going to talk about the specifics of this dinner. But maybe just to start, a little a little appetizer, mm-hmm. a little palate cleanser, okay. a little consomme broth <laughs> to start All right. This. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, that's some kind of broth, but uh, let's, yeah, let's yeah. move on. Hey, it's very clear. <laughs> Might be relevant. Okay. Can we talk about the picture? The picture. The private plane picture. Ugh. The worst vibes I have ever seen encapsulated <laughs> in a static image picture. It's interesting that Milo's back because he's been a personal obsession of mine for years. Yeah. Because he's so weird. It's it like so you've got the insane collection right. of, of the Nazis at Mar-a-Lago, but you also have the precursor That's posse right. of Kanye West, Milo Yiannopoulos. Nick Fuentes and then Tim Pool taking the picture. Uh, the the like, oh man, all of these people deserve their own episode. Like oh. you can and you should go listen to like I don't speak German, a thing I'm going to recommend several times. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they have done episodes on all of these figures, except maybe Kanye. I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> yeah, Kanye, new to the game, a new challenger has appeared. Uh, but can we just talk about like? Milo in his shitty suit reading Dude, his suit Bible. suit is so bad. It's aggressively why bad. Why is it so bad? Well, he's trying to be straight now. That's why it's oh, bad. That's it? <laughs> it's he his thinks, cover. He thinks wearing bad clothes is straight, yeah, but that was true stripes. 10 years ago. Yeah, no. It's, straight men have up there, at least in LA and cities, have up their game now. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I haven't, but others no, have. But other people have. <laughs> like... The whole, I, you know how he knows. Both of he, us are currently in athletic shorts. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing the like straight boy, straight yeah. boy. Uh, we are, we are uh, indistinguishable uniform. from frat douches at any time. We're I home. was talking with a friend last week, and the worst thing. This is a worthwhile segue. Yeah, yeah. And we were just sort of like talking about college, and I was like. Yeah, I was big into Greek life when I was in when I was in college, and obviously it's just a joke yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. obviously just an arty little bitch boy. Uh-huh. And this person was like, "Oh, really?" And I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, you can't pull off that joke. You can't pull off that joke. Yeah, no, dude. Like, okay, 
you're just what frat boys look like now. Like there was a time when we were in school. Yeah, when we were in college. All those years ago, yeah. frat boys would have to be like a little more built mm. or at least beer gutty, you mm. know? But no. The now, salmon colored polo, blah, blah, blah. Like the fuckboyification of masculinity has really meant that like skinny kings just get to yeah. be that same level of Chad asshole now. Fuck. Does this mean I'm a predator? Like I'm, I'm like losing losing my center that's a different podcast <laughs> the, tune in next week for michael starting his own uh fucking serial on Zach, yeah Zach's pretty good life um but back- not a predator just very sad <laughs> <laughs> i'm just crying in the corner um uh, but the milo of it all is important because he is just pretending you know he's pretending to be straight because he's reading the bible like it holds the key yeah, <laughs> like yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. figure out how to like pussy in the bible somehow yeah yeah he's just reading song of solomon over <laughs> and over and over oh, but breasts are so gross why would i love why them why do i want to fondle a fawn i don't understand <laughs> yeah he just doesn't get it uh yeah there is there's possibly not a worse manual for teaching you how to be straight than the bible that's <laughs> like, definitely true i'm sorry i'm sorry those the, you bible likers out there but uh yeah no it's not great uh it's an incredible photo it's an incredible photo i also just love like tim pool is such a like uh yes girl for like this whole movement <laughs> like you could spend a lot of time talking about how much tim pool wants to hang out with like the cool kids of nazism mm-hmm. but like he he can never do it no and so this is the closest he come is being the photographer for like actual fascists like yeah it, and like don't get me wrong tim pool has done great evil yeah, in the no, world i'm not no, denying yeah. that but he is also just like the wannabe oh, he's so too it's, much of a... it's perfect that he's the guy leaning in taking he's evil but he's also a pussy yeah. and not willing to like actually do the thing which mm-hmm. you shouldn't do but yeah, like don't do the thing but yeah it, the vibes on that were so bad and then we we got the kanye tweet being like Haha, ha, I was late to my dinner with the president because of rain and traffic. Oh, and I'm wearing jeans. Yikes. Like Kanye also not putting deep straight vibes yeah, out there either. Kanye, I just I can't deal with a world where Kanye West says yikes. Like it's just Yeah, we're, we we I, I we have all moved past like caring about Kanye yeah, as like yeah. a person now. But like there's still a part of me back in 2011 that just like winces every t- every new step. Is just yeah, like, no, oh, I, I have fully divested. Of course, from any Kanye, but like we I cared sold my about stuff. Kanye for a long time. Yes. There are episodes of this podcast That's where right. we talk about Kanye as the the most America's most lost boy and the world's only interesting billionaire. Yeah, and like it sucks that like it sucks where Kanye has gone in the time since then. Like you went to a Sunday service. Like, I this is, I have seen Kanye live. That was a good show. Uh and it just it is it is really tragic. But let's get to the actual dinner, all right? Um <laughs> it was reportedly two hours. Oh my gosh. Uh, I so long to be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I want the transcript. I don't want to be there. I don't no, want to be wanna... around any of these uh, I want to eat but like not say a word and just like stuff That's my so face bad. while these idiots like talk. I couldn't be in a room with these people without reaching for my water going like it just couldn't happen but uh, i mean it ends sort of first reform style for yeah, me you know go. that okay, right, right. Fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. um trump was reportedly very impressed by fuentes <laughs> the the dumbest person ever yeah i uh particularly his ability to recite facts and figures off the dome which is just 
so funny because that's so all, good, the, all these assholes do it's not just a fascist thing it's no. like it's like an every mm-hmm. every blowhard who wants debate to debate yeah it is a debate bro thing and it exists I on mean, the right and the left but yeah i mean there are times when i love throwing facts and figures at people it can be effective sure but it is just so funny that of course that like the the absolute step one of yes. being a debate lord mm-hmm. is like just being able to like radically misquote reality and uh and and of course trump was just very impressed well and also trump has never had to know anything yeah yeah that's fair trump is always just shooting from the hip man he also i think fuentes flattered him uh being like yeah your people really like it when you speak off the cuff which appealed to trump because we all know trump loves a freestyle oh yeah uh and trump was like yeah my handlers are always trying to get me to talk off a teleprompter the best rapper at that dinner is trump yeah it's not even close yeah I'll still give production to Kanye. Oh, but, always. But, but yeah, as far as, as actual far as bars, yeah. come on. No, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, so this this might beg a question because obviously I think there's nobody living in this world uh, who is listening to this podcast who doesn't have like yeah. extremely developed opinions on Kanye West and Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> but Nick Fuentes is a different figure. Like, yeah, very I didn't know in that much about Nick. But yeah. like, again, this is something that like I know a lot about because. Yeah. I'm a dork who like researches right. this shit, but like yeah. not as many people are going to no. be familiar with Nick. Fuentes. Even myself, I'm like aware in yeah. my head. He's just filed as like that racist Mexican yeah, guy. Yeah, one, one, <laughs> like, one of the, the bevy of them. Yeah, right? yeah, the, yeah. The leader of the Proud Boys, also right. Hispanic, and like just yeah. just these 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 Hispanic guys that love that loves that love white people too much. Like that is there's just a cadre yeah. of them in my brain for sure, for sure. But I I think it's worth diving yes. into the specific so kind me. of fascist that Nick Fuentes is because it, I think it matters both for the larger discussion of you know what this means for the right. movement and also yeah. just because it's interesting to know with its center and i think it maybe still tells us a little bit about why con is at his like i love, i heart hitler phase um okay <laughs> nick fuentes uh catholic supremacist sure. uh open open catholic fascist well uh, as a as a protestant let's go buddy <laughs> like we fought this war before <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got some nails i got some theses let's fucking let's do, this. do this um I'll, I'll nail them into something we'll see what happens uh he has a big he pitches revanchist christianity maybe? yeah i know gross uh, reclaiming gross. its lost ground you know which is something that we see one of the interesting things I want to delve into is the ways in which this very, very fast dude yes. rhetoric is not very different from like most right-wing Christianity that also feels like they've been you know, lost in culture and that victimhood mm, uh, yeah. has happened. Uh, but okay, Nick Fuentes' biofacts. He got to start at Boston University, <laughs> majoring in the same major as AOC. Oh my gosh. Coincidence? <laughs> hmm. hmm. I mean, yes, but hmm. Complete coincidence, <laughs> but like. He started a heavy quotation mark conservative talk show in college, and that was sort of his start. Exhausting. Um, very obviously, it was Nazi shit from the jump, and he uh, sort of rose to prominence doing that and then planning Unite the Right. He was a big part of planning oh, Unite sure. the Right with Patrick Casey and Identity Europa. Uh, he attended that. Again, <laughs> buddy, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. So, like, See, this is interesting. I actually, we should have like. It blew my mind, and I was wondering because in LA we have a lot of colorism. Mm-hmm. Um, and do we famous city council? See our city council. They love to be like, "I am brown," and then be like, "But not a walk-in." And yeah, you're like, "Oh yeah, my yeah. god, guys!" Yeah. But this is Nick is different. Yeah, Nick. Nick is not doing the like uh, colorism yeah. that we do see, like pop, that we saw in the LA yeah. city council. Like Nick ostensibly like doesn't acknowledge his Mexican heritage. <laughs> uh, That's wild. Like he just. 
takes on white identity yeah. like fully. And I, I do think that's interesting. I think it's interesting. It is in interesting. the context of Kanye saying a lot yes. of stuff about like white lives matter and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this complete separation between yeah. like actual like uh, ethnic identity and like what they believe. And like uh, he is a fascinating figure in that way, yeah. uh, in a horrible way. But, oh, like, of course. He, he does represent something that, again, you see mirrored in like mm-hmm. the, the leader of um, Proud Boys. Proud Boys. And like. Mm-hmm. Also, I think we could connect that to like the increasing rise of republicanism in the Hispanic community yep. in America, which we saw in yep. the midterms. Like, I think there is an interesting crossover mm. that's worth examining more. But for now, I think it's just worth saying that like Nick is kind of at the forefront of that. It's that wild. Like, uh, so after the Unite the Right, yeah. uh, which he called a success in the days after, which Oof. is pretty wild with Oof. three people dead. Um, yeah. uh, he also like. There are a lot of interesting things we could go into about, like, all of the fractures that happened mm. in the, like, far-right movement post-Unite the Right. And again, I recommend people check out I Don't Speak German. They had a whole episode covering a pretty hilarious and extremely petty fallout that Nick Fuentes had with the guy he co-founded the Groypers with, James Alsa, where they just, like, <laughs> got super catty and called each other bitches a lot. And, like, That's just our podcast. Yeah, I know. It, it really is, like... <laughs> Obviously, white supremacy and the rise of fascism in America is a real serious major problem. Of but, course. Like, also, it needs to be not forgotten that these people are fucking dorks. They're and, such like, losers. as much violence as they expire, and it, it, like, they are just petty little bitches. Yeah. And, like, you really, it's worth diving into. We're not going to do it here, but, like, go look that up because it's so funny to watch them just snipe at each other as it all falls apart. <laughs> and it's literally over, like, he would be late to recording. Like, oh my gosh. So. So, that is virgin shit. Another thing you are also into. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because he's a self-described incel. Um, so Nick's whole thing is like you have uh, far-right figures that want to inspire stochastic violence. And, yeah, and yeah. to be clear, like Groivers have been <laughs> to mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, like like Nick absolutely has blood on his hands for yeah. his rhetoric. And we'll get into some of the times that he has openly called for like targeting uh, politicians and, mm-hmm. uh, and Jews. But, uh, but Nick's thing is that we need to take over the GOP. And so, mm. interestingly, compared to some other far-right figures that seek to decide to ingratiate them, themselves in yeah. the GOP, Nick is really into attacking the GOP. Um, oh, and, interesting. And so, like, uh, just trigger warning, we're going to say get, get into some extremely racist quotes throughout this thing. So just be aware, there's going to be some stuff. That is coming up. That I will be um, clipping from Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, it, you know, he in the lead up to the 2020 election, he spent a lot of time talking about how, like, the GOP is screwing over Christian Republican voters because the GOP is run by Jews, atheists, and homosexuals. <laughs> just fucking fascinating. Like, what? And this critique will even extend to other alt-right figures yeah. that are not far right enough for Nick. Uh, so uh. he sent his group of groipers uh, to heckle Charlie Kirk uh, <laughs> for, like, the entirety of 2019. So that's just objectively hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, 
fuck this dude no, forever. These, they're all villains. Yeah, they're all villains. There's no part of this that is like, haha, well done. But it is funny when, when they attack each no, other. No, when they but, attack each other, it's just good times. But like literally all of 2019, Charlie Kirk doing his Turning Points USA yeah, tour yeah, yeah. and Groypers would show up in Halkel and for being uh, shitty. Uh, he did this weird gotcha like man on the street interview with Ben Shapiro where he was mad at Ben Shapiro for like doing a talk at Stanford. <laughs> which is just like a very funny thing to be mad at Ben Shapiro for. So he like accosted him in the street uh and he, he's like pretty open that like this is his plan like this is a quote we have got to be on the right dragging these people kicking and screaming into the future into a truly reactionary party it's an incremental process we're not going to drag them all the way over but if we can drag the furthest part of the right further to the right and we can drag the center further to the right and we can drag the left further to the right then we're winning now there you go and i i i think yeah like he's laying it out pretty clearly that's a um, mission statement yeah uh he just uh, just just so we get a little bit of a better idea of what dragging people to the right looks like. Yes. Here he is two days before January 6th arguing that we should kill Republicans. Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm trying yeah. to be cool now. <laughs> Republicans have screwed us over in every way possible for two months straight and we have no recourse because we have no leverage. What are we going to do? What can you do? Uh, to a state legislator besides kill them. We should not do that. I'm not advertising that. But I mean, what else can you do, right? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Stop clocks, you know. Yeah, um, it's just once in a while. I, uh, you know? <laughs> it is, he is uh, big mad at Matt Walsh uh, for, <laughs> let me check my notes here, uh, not being open enough about his white supremacy. Wow. Yeah. Here's a quote. It's, it's a rough quote. We can't play this game if we disavow white supremacy. Oh, God. All of these pussies, frankly. And again, sorry for the language, but it, but that's what it is. People like this Matt Walsh guy, total fucking pussy. And he's always like this. When a white person does a shooting, suddenly he's a big tough guy. Matt Walsh, shaboskoy race traitor. That is what it is, folks. I know some people don't like to use that expression, but it's totally true. Throwing his own people under the bus. He hates white people. Nobody else talks about that. Uh, about their own people except for white people and it's gross yeah okay keep typing on twitter.com slur slur third slur race trader you work for jews you know <laughs> what's up buddy <laughs> like dog what a take yeah what a take on matt walsh on matt walsh on on mr groomer himself like i, I mean yeah, that's just like wild. Yeah, yeah. And so he is he is this like vanguard part of the right. Yeah. And I think it's worth saying mm -hmm. that like no no no, like he's not a Ben Shapiro. He's no. not a Matt Walsh. He's the guy that thinks those guys are are leftists. They're like, his Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, 100%. He also uh, spends a lot of time getting mad at Christians for uh, one again, let me check my notes. Uh supporting Israel. <laughs> Stop clock, man. It's just like, really? <laughs> We've got to make America a Christian nation again. And you can understand why influential Jewish people and conservative media are not really gung-ho about that. They're not promoting white identity. They're not promoting this. And I don't think they're thrilled about the idea of a revanchist Christianity. They like the Christianity where we're all Zionists and we're giving money to Israel. But they're not really thrilled with just Christianity. They want it to be Judeo-Christian. They want there to be that acknowledgement. And if we want America to be put first, and if we want to do the right thing by God, I don't know that there can be a lot of compromise with them. What a what a take. Most most white supremacists in this country love Israel. Yeah, it's uh I think yeah, that's because that's because what we're American to get Jews at. have been folded into American whiteness yeah, like a while ago. And conservatism for a long time. Uh, and so it's interesting, like 
I guess what I'm trying to get at is that Nick Fuentes isn't just indicative of like yeah. Trumpism uh, or no. the like conservative music. He is actively trying to yeah. drag that movement further right. And yeah. and and I think I don't know that Nick Fuentes individually has been very no. successful in that. But clearly, we're seeing that movement right. Like right. We, we are in this moment where like. Our Democrats are Republicans. Our Republicans are fascists, and Kanye West loves Hitler. Like it's just like we are <laughs> in the upside down. We are living in Nick Fuentes' universe, and I think it's very telling that like whatever Trump said after the right. fact, Trump absolutely had a great time talking of to course. this dude, reportedly, you know, allegedly, and uh, and that because this is a huge victory for mm. the far right it doesn't yeah. matter what trump says now no. it doesn't the disavowals are built in it's yeah, like a joke in the far right movement yeah. like you can literally see like chris cantrell uh, at unite the right being like oh david duke's here huh, i disavow like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's built into the process right. which is part of what makes it funny that kanye hasn't learned that trick yet <laughs> so good the first rule of nazi fight club is we don't talk about hitler kanye just missed that memo smash cut to kanye <laughs> uh but like they they won this is a victory this I, is a huge victory is this the thing i've been thinking about with all of this because we live in an interesting time mm -hmm. unfortunately always uh where we are both like trump is probably gonna be president again in 2024 Especially if Biden keeps just being the worst human in the world. Um, I think there's a good chance of it if he doesn't die. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we can talk about our predictions maybe no, a little later. Is, but no, yeah. That's not even what I'm getting into. Yeah. We're both in a... We are in the middle of Trumpism. That's actually, I think, what we're in yeah. the middle of right now. And I are these guys... I wonder if these guys... You know, this is kind of the bleed. Because Trumpism has been around for six-ish years and been kind of normalized as the center of the GOP. This kind of feels like the future, the Nick Fuentes, Kanye-ness of it all, the, like, this is that new, new shit, the way Trump was in 2015. This is the, like, post-build-the-wall. That's already, like, fine, we're there. But, mm -hmm. like, this is this is where we're headed, is towards the most insane people in the world. It's definitely what they think is happening. Right, and no. I don't know if it is. Um, and I... I think there is a real danger there. Like, so, okay, just to cover how this group, America First, which yeah. is which is Nick Fuente's group, felt about this meeting, they were crowing. So Vincent James is the treasurer. He's been, you know, he's, I could read you a bunch of quotes of him saying very similar things to Nick. Sure. Absolutely one of those dudes. But he says, we have, in fact, infiltrated the mainstream flank of the GOP. James gloated later in a broadcast after the dinner. Just look at what T Tucker Carlson is talking about later. You can see which way the wind is blowing. The way Tucker is talking right now is because the wind is blowing in our direction. The way Charlie Kirk is talking on Twitter, the way Matt Walsh is talking on Twitter, is because they see which way it's going. Mm, and I think that's interesting. That is, that is undeniably yes. a true thing. That yes. like Tucker Carlson is out there like using right. the same talking points right. like talking about how you need to defend your children from trans people in bathrooms like, right like absolutely all of these people are are lockstep in terms mm. of like how their rhetoric is only going further to the right, right. and so it doesn't matter that trump has had <laughs> disavowed or right. that there's been pushback to this specific mm. moment yeah. like sure great that's fine that's baked in this is still a victory for the far right. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think, uh, 
you know, Trump tried to say that, like, oh, I didn't even know who this dude was, mm. like, blah blah but, like, dude, he made it through security. Like, I'm sorry. Like, somebody said yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. you knew what the fuck it was. I also just think this is, like, Trump is pretty hands-on with that kind of stuff. Like, I just don't believe that Trump meets somebody for dinner accidentally that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trump is a catty-petty bitch from New York. Yeah. Like, he gives a shit about who his dinner party is. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He, he's a fop, and, and yeah, he is. there is nothing. Thing Fox care more about than the guest list and like, seating arrangements. Yeah, <laughs> like there's just no way. There's just no way. And on top of that, you take the Trump out of the equation yeah, for a second. Sure, he's an ex-president. You don't get to sit and have dinner with no. an ex-president of any description without being vetted. He was vetted. There's like three of those guys alive. Yeah, it is. It's a fucking thing. Uh, so yeah, yeah. to cover the aftermath. Uh, what we have is a series of very hilarious disavowals and people saying this is really bad. Uh, it got maybe the funniest uh, Mitch McConnell quote of all time, uh, where there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. <laughs> no room, Zach. No room. No room. No room for either of those things at all. It's very funny because Bob Dole in 96 very famously said, like, racist, the door's there. And it's just like, uh -huh. they keep occasionally saying it, but, you know, weird how it just doesn't go anywhere. So strange. So yeah. strange how no matter what you say, <laughs> feels like there might be a little room. It's like, like there's just, 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 just a little smidgen <laughs> room in, in your party for those beliefs. <laughs> Maybe just a bit. Um, Trump fired back. Mitch is a loser. <laughs> for our nation and for the Republican Party, who would not have been reelected in Kentucky without my endorsement, which he begged me for because he was going down. Best post, incredible poster. Worst yeah. person, great poster. Yeah, absolutely gets the wall. Um, but I, after one last tweet, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, well, or one or more true social. Yeah, post. one more true social. <laughs> he had his chance on Twitter. He turned it down. No, that's funny. Um, I know. Yeah, I, uh, future House Leader Kevin McCarthy said that Fuentes' views are nowhere within the Republican Party or, or within the country itself, which is a, a particular it's a weird last brand bit, yeah. of like, no, 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 not only is there no white supremacy in the Republican Party, but there's none in America. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so good. Um, Republicans are the worst. But yeah, Trump Trump's came out and was just like, yeah, I had no idea. He unexpectedly showed up with three friends who I knew nothing about. We had dinner on Tuesday evening with many members present on the back patio. The dinner was quick and uneventful. Then they left for the airport. That was his true social post. <laughs> uh, I just think it's really funny that Trump was like, no, guys, you don't understand. I just wanted to have a nice dinner with the I love Hitler guy, <laughs> not the other other I love Hitler guy. <laughs> You don't get it. Guys, guys, fake news. It, it was the, a specific Hitler guy. <laughs> yeah, just just the one. Just the one. Just one little I love Hitler guy. Also, undeniably hilarious, Kanye asking Trump to be his running mate. I. It's so it's, good. The old Kanye is dead and gone, but there's a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of the old Kanye yeah, right is, there. That is the glimmer. The glimmer. Yes. The broken, like, Kanye is dead. Yes. But the last synapses yes. of Kanye fired in mm -hmm. in the zombie Kanye that we live That's with right. now to get him to just be a little funny about his reactionary <laughs> bullshit. Because that is a hilarious thing to say too... to a guy who won the presidency. <laughs> be like, hey, you want to be my running mate? <laughs> I, um, yeah, that dinner, it happened. It was a thing. I think it's 
America 2022. 2022. As we expand out from that. Yes. So we spent a lot of time talking about the racism of it. And just <laughs> yes. like Nick Fuentes, absolutely a white supremacist. One thing that all of these people are as well is transphobic as hell, which is <sighs> something that I think is worth talking about, not just in the context mm. of this dinner or these people's yeah. views, but the Republican Party in general, Trump uh, and his long history. I looked up a, a list of oh, no. all of the anti-trans uh, things that Trump did during his presidency it was 222 items long that's a pretty cursed list uh yeah it was rough just running through a couple of the highlights really just picked because i didn't even have time to read all of them in depth but you know starting with on his inauguration day scrubbing all mentions of lgbtq people from the uh white house department of state department of labor website wow uh, 2018, summarily dismissing complaints from transgender students involving exclusion from school facilities and other claims based solely on gender identity discrimination. Uh, proposing, obviously, the trans military ban, which he yes. went into effect in 2019, but he announced right after his election. Mm. Uh, encouraging medical providers to use religious grounds to deny treatment to transgender people. Bureau of Prisons adopting an illegal policy like we already had laws yeah. protecting trans people in prisons but saying no we're not going to do that and housing transgender people in federal pr prison facilities uh by their uh assigned sex at birth we call that the kamala yeah yeah <laughs> for sure um and then arguing to the supreme court that it is legal to uh, discriminate against transgender employees uh and that title title nine and title yeah, seven yeah, protections yeah, yeah. don't apply um good stuff yeah, they, even some some more stuff specifically targeting homeless trans people. Which oh my is, god! Yeah, just real, real ugly. Good lord. Um, so like you've got Trump with his long history of that, which sure. is really more than a lot of things. The thing mm. that the Republican Party carried forward from the Trump yeah. presidency. Mm -hmm. We've had 34 states introduce 147 anti-transgender bills just in 2021 oh my god many of those are law now like don't say gay in florida and a lot of things restricting care obviously mm. we talked briefly about the uh texas like hunt tra parents yeah, yeah, of trans yeah. people for sport mm. law like all of these things are happening and and this satanic panic around trans people just keeps growing leading of the course. irony of america is there was something going on during the satanic panic in some ways with like the franklin credit ring and there is and then now of course we're uh there's nothing going on bad with trans people <laughs> yeah it's it well it's if we t i think you can connect it if you look at like the no. groomer discourse yeah, where yeah. like there is a real problem with children being oh predated right exactly. on of in course. this country mm -hmm. but it has nothing to do with trans people no, of it course not. you are much more likely to be molested by your family member or a person in power like a cop or a priest yep uh, or a pastor teacher um, boy scout leader yeah and uh and of course uncle all what does all this do it leads to stochastic terrorism yeah. like uh, how does it, how do you explain the q nightclub shooting without without all of the rhetoric when you have tucker carlson saying you as a man have a responsibility to protect women and children yeah. in the bathroom you need to go into the bathroom with a gun to protect them like what the fuck do you it's think so insane happen? to be like you like you like you know what's men, gonna like men go into the chill bathroom with women and children with a gun that will keep them safe yeah like, nothing safer going, for women than a man with a gun i'm going crazy yeah it's uh it's really fucking wild and i think you know we talked a little bit about nick fuentes being super catholic and that yeah. christianity yeah. being a huge part of this mm -hmm. but this is also like one of those things that connects very heavily with mainstream christianity yeah and like 
You know, you've got James Dobson. This is 2016. If you are a married man with any gumption, surely you will defend your wife's privacy and security in restroom facilities. Would you remain passive after knowing that a strange looking man dressed like a woman has been peering over toilet cubicles to wash your wife in a private moment? What should be done to a pervert who was using your mirrors to watch women and girls at their stalls? If you were a dad, I pray you will protect little girls from men who walk in unannounced, unzip their pants and urinate in front of them. And if this had happened 100 years ago, someone might have been shot. Where is today's manhood? God help us. I'm exhausted. Yeah, well, it's just... I'm just it's, you cannot read that any other yeah. way than you need to go kill trans Yeah, people. of course. That is the only way to interpret it. And this is James fucking Dobson. Yeah. This is, this is the guy who brought us Adventures in Odyssey from our last episode. Like... <sighs> Like this that was is, a dark Adventures in Aussie episode, I yeah, will yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the parental disclaimer before that one. Oh boy, intense. Uh, children, go get your daddy and make sure he has his gun. Um, also, Dobson, I guess, doesn't know how women's restrooms work. Like there are stalls. I don't. It's very strange. Um, yeah. It, but yeah, he's lying. It's strange to be like the S. Not strange. It's strange to, like, not give a shit that the SBC was churning out pedophile after pedophile. Yeah, that, that Johnny Hunt has been restored to ministry after raping a woman. Like, Yeah, I mean, you know, just, like, numerous figures we don't have to name. But, like, from the leadership all the way down, and that, like, this is your concern. When, like, trans people are more likely to be victims of violence, especially sexual violence. When, in, when like, they perform, when, like, you know, there's no crimes from that community at anything but a lower rate than the general population. Yeah. Um, they're virtually non-existent, actually. But, and, and crimes towards trans people are far higher than yeah. the general population. It's just, uh, it is, I think there's something I've been thinking about that does relate to this, which is like, there's sort of been a reinforcement, there has to be, as gender norms change, as they should, right? And as we have more people of different kinds of genders and more expressions of that genders, masculinity becomes the zone of conflict and violence and gender has to be reified through masculinity um and it becomes men and everybody else through this worldview yeah. right and 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 if you're wrong on the wrong side of that line then you are considered aberrant in a way that deserves violence from these people yeah i i think it's it's very clear i mean the, the grift is clear right that oh like, of course the grooming grift is to say that existing as mm. anything other than yeah. a straight, cis, preferably white person in yeah. the world is inherently sexual. That right. your existence as anything other than what they have termed as the default uh, represents sexualization. Of course. Meanwhile, the sexualization oh, th yeah. that all of these people happily participate in goes completely uncommented on. Yeah. But it's, it's just, I guess what I'm trying to get at no, is like, good. We have this moment mm -hmm. where the the fight around trans rights mm -hmm. is absolutely the tip of the spear. It's yeah. where all of the energy yeah. on the right is going. Mm -hmm. It is you don't hear uh, the right talking about immigration near as much now. That was a huge thing in 2016. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Considering there's still a crisis, there's still, like, a ton of people coming in at the border. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I but, don't care. Uh, but... Other than trying to shit on, like, get their digs in at right. Biden, whose policy is, is fucking terrible. Of course. Um, you don't hear these guys talking about that in the same way. No. It really has become this... this. I don't think we're wrong to call it a satanic panic. It is, it is yeah. a completely fictionalized mm -hmm. accounting of, like, 
the evils in our country in a way that does harken back to the satanic panic and it is increasingly deadly for trans people yeah um and it stretches all the way from the nick fuentes of the yeah. world through the trumps that yeah. who reify this through laws and strip mm. protections through your pastor who calls these people aberrant mm -hmm. through your mom in a Facebook group and her gender critical group being like, right. I don't think JK Rowling did anything wrong. Like right. it is one of these moments that really does. They have been able to unite the widest swath of people. Mm -hmm. And so everyone can be in this group and everyone can be radicalized along that path. And I think that we as leftists and we as, mm -hmm. as Christians need to understand that like this like protecting trans people and doing that work is like the critical moment of yeah. this time that like i think you're right it is absolutely where all of the energy of the right not all but like the majority of the energy of the right is going into this moment and like a lot of people were trying to say that because the right didn't kill it in the midterms the way that they were mm -hmm. predicted to mm -hmm. that that means that this method is failing but republicans are almost post-electoral at this point like well, they're not sure. they don't need to yeah. like win elections because they can steal them one they can gerrymander their way into them one but they're also building a movement that is non-electoral like they're building yeah. a stochastic terror movement that isn't going to rely on the voting booth to implement no. its power and we're seeing that in in things like this like stochastic terror we're seeing that in proud boys showing up to drag queen yeah. uh shows we're seeing that in the culture war. Right. And Democrats can win every fucking election from here until the cows come home, and they will feed into this by hiring more and more cops yeah. who are essentially a part of this movement as well. Absolutely. And we're, we're going to get... I, think I know, the, I know. But I, th that on, was just relevant yeah, it, that. It's important to say that, like, you know, who's not going to protect you from right-wing terror well, is Democrats. They will feed into it. Yeah, they, they will literally hire the cops to beat you. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't... It's not going to help. But I think... Yeah, just to, to sort of say it again, because I think it's so important... This is the moment we're in. We're in a yeah. moment where, like, defending trans lives is mm -hmm. so, so important. And it really does, it, it's a little bit of a cliche to say, but it really does harken back to the early days of the Nazi Party. Yeah. Like, if you go back to the 30s, you have the Nazi mm -hmm. Party. Uh, and what did they go after? Like, one of the first places they attacked was the Institute of Sexology, which right. is one of the first like trans-affirming care clinics ever. And Berlin mm -hmm. in the 30s was kind of a trans and queer mecca. It was one of the first places that was doing like trans-affirming surgery. I mean they this in every way. Before the Nazis took over, Germany was a very advanced country. It's part of the thing the reaction was too. Yep. And and it they like destroyed that institute. They burned 30,000 volumes of like wow. research. Like they, I'm not joking when I say they set back like the medical science and and psychology behind transness like decades like they yeah. really did take that away mm -hmm. from trans people yeah. in, a, in a really meaningful way that did lasting harm yeah. long after the nazi party or you know germany lost world war ii or the nazi yeah. party you know was just infiltrating america and south america <laughs> instead of uh more effectively than germany after the war hey, um <laughs> but this moment is just a mirror image. Yeah. Like, it really is that thing. 90 and, years later. And I think what they found is, like, they were going hard on immigration, and then they are mm. like, wait a second, we can we can get parts of the Hispanic population right. to vote Republican. Like, like yeah. that is no... This was And this has been the Democrats' plan the whole time, is they were just waiting on demographics to save them, and increasingly we're seeing that demographics aren't. Demographics um, are the opposite of going to save them. Hispanics are going to become the majority and depolarize. It's happening right now. 
And, uh, and so you're seeing this pivot to a smaller group, a much smaller group with a lot yeah. less institutional power mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because they're much easier to target. And they, and they can target it all up, the, all up and down the line from, from terror attacks at nightclubs to, uh, you know, people ranting at school board meetings. Like. Briefly, I, have a, I think this leads to an interesting question. Why is this so effective? Like, why is the American populace of a certain kind so most people don't probably don't know a ton of trans folks they're about one percent of the population mm-hmm. um and i mean so they are significant like a few million people but like it's, it, it would be easy for a lot of americans in a lot of places because trans people aren't safe there they would leave to not know trans people like why is this is that part of why it's so effective like i don't know it sort of like scratches at my brain as to like why like 2016, like, you know, I mean, Hispanics are a huge population. Everybody, you know, like, encounters that. Like, it's interesting to me that this is so effective in uniting the right. Yeah, I think I can only speculate here. I, this is pu- I, that's are, what this, I'm yeah, asking. And, yeah. and there are, I'm sure, many, many people in that community who can speak more trenchantly to that issue. So just off the cuff, I do think that, like, they needed a smaller population that's easier to yeah. demonize. And because yeah. you don't, so many people don't have that like firsthand experience, I think that makes right. it easier to make, to other, to mm-hmm. make a villain out of somebody right. that you've never met. I think that America's tortured relationship with sexuality yeah, uh, plays sure. into this. I think, uh, I think as you identified the mm-hmm. fact that like, any change of gender norms mm-hmm. represents an attack on masculinity for these people yeah. that they're going to seek to reify means that it can connect with everybody's self-conception in mm. a way that is like really dangerous um, yeah but we I mean, don't have to spend a ton of time yeah, on it it was it, just it was just it is a question i i would be interested to hear more yeah. views on that me too on on, on but I, if we the other thing that we've already said is like it's just going back to the nazi playbook yeah like it's literally just this is what they did, um, and 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 very effectively. Uh, I think it's worth pausing here as mm-hmm. we talk about like grooming panic, as we talk about yeah. all of this stuff to talk about like who the groomers actually are. Like we've already mentioned, yeah, your church, your cops, your your family. Um, but well, yeah, th- I bumped into something that was just so wild that it's worth uh, commenting on, which is QAnon leader Phil Godlewski. Uh, he's one of the bigger names. Like QAnon, as we've seen, have yeah, fractured yeah. and mainstreamed. Yeah. And like QAnon, the movement is no longer as important mm. as it yeah. once was. Like it is much more how elements of the movement have sort of infiltrated the mainstream. Mm-hmm. But he has more than 600 th- followers on Telegram, bunch of subscribers on his video platform. He bought a $1.7 million house based just on his grift. Runs a bunch of multi-level marketing. Sure. You know, Andrew Jones figure, but specifically Alex, for the Q-verse. Yes. Alex Jones figure, specifically for the Q-verse. Uh, spends a lot of time, obviously, talking about groomers and pedophiles and, you yeah. know, the elites, et cetera, et cetera. Also, in 2008, nine years before QAnon began, the then 25-year-old Godlewski worked at a high school ba- as a high school baseball coach in a school district outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's where he met a 15-year-old female high school uh, freshman who he then proceeded to start a sexual relationship uh, with that lasted for several years. It's always. Yeah. It's always these guys. And I mean, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, too. These these places are filled with pedophiles. Like, it's, I mean, like, Speaker of the House for jo- much of George Bush's tenure is a known pedophile. <laughs> like, you can Google Wikipedia Dennis Haster. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's. 
you know, accuse your enemies of that, which you were guilty. It's just exhausting. It is exhausting. Um, this guy was interesting specifically because he got profiled in the local newspaper <laughs> that mentioned his conviction. Oh. Weird. Uh, shout out to that local newspaper. Um, <laughs> didn't read the profile. It could be terrible. But they did mention his conviction. That made Godlewski big mad. So he sued. <laughs> <laughs> Which ended up being not the best tactical decision uh, because a lot of things came out in Discovery. Yep. And also his victim, who is now an adult, yep. testified against him and d- did a sworn statement that had a very different view. Because this whole thing is this is fake news. I'm being attacked. Right. They're trying yeah, to yeah, silence yeah. me. He raised money for his like mm-hmm. lawsuit on his GoFundMe. Uh the details, I think, are probably not worth delving into too yep. closely. Yep. But, you know, suffice to say, showering this woman with gifts, or this child yeah, with yeah, gifts, yeah, yeah. At the time. Uh, including a $2,800 pair of diamond earrings, oh my gosh. Um, messaging her more than 300 times a day, Whoa. according to a police report. Can you um, imagine messaging, briefly, that in itself is freak shit. If you message anyone 300 times a day, oh my God. adult or child, straight to jail. Hey, d- if I message my wife 300 times in, in a day, oh my, gosh. my wife would be like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, already says that, other reasons, not important. We don't need to get into it. Uh, including things like lamenting his own inability to perform sexually, which came out, because uh, she had all these texts and shared them. Or uh, real, realize that you're only 15, but quickly stopped caring. One of the messages read. Ugh. Gross. Um. So, yeah, so basically he was indicted on a raft of charges, but she wouldn't testify against him at the time. So it got dropped to a more minor charge. But then he brought it all up again. uh, And so now it's all coming out, including all of the times he perjured himself and encouraged her to perjure herself in the lead up to this. And he is now probably going to jail for a very long time. (laughs) I mean, that's why Elon had to buy Twitter. I'm pretty sure it's Discovery. Yeah. He just didn't want to fucking do this. He just didn't want to deal with it. but I Incredible. think it's just worth uh, worth saying that uh, oh, when he tried to get her to commit per- perjury, he was promising her a financial windfall. And this is funny. And he specified that this was not part of his gem selling multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> I just love that like in this moment where this dude is trying to do even more crimes yep. to the person that yep. he uh, did horrible crimes to, he needs to specify like, oh, no, no, not not my usual scam. This is a different scam. I this prom- is for real. Yeah, this is this is real. Not like that thing that I voiced on my viewers all the time. That's so funny. I uh, th- These are your white hats, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I just, I thought it was important in this yes. context of like talking about all this transphobia and, and groomer shit that like, who are, who, are, who are the actual groomers? The people that are yelling I mean, about them. It seems like, I'm not trying to white knight here, but like the the, pedif- the all the predators out there are just cis straight men. Like yeah. the majority by like- Domestic violence, yeah, it's abuse. Like cis like, straight men are the monsters. Yeah, it's just, every time. It's, it's just, that's the way it is. Every time. Um, I think as we bring this home, we should talk a little bit about- a resistance party. <laughs> Hashtag resistance. Yeah. You might we, say. We've spent this whole time talking about the right for good reason. Yeah, we, um, don't, we, we often shit on libs. Yeah, we spend a lot of time talking talking shit about Biden. It's worth checking in on what the Nazis are doing. Yeah. But uh, let's just talk for a few minutes to bring this home about what Biden and the Democratic Party are doing to protect us in this moment of extreme violence being visited yeah, yeah. on uh not just trans people, but you know, a lot of a lot of uh, people who not just on trans people, but on so many marginalized communities. Oh yes, 
let's see, Zach, um, going through the notes here, we have um, Biden already saying that he is not going to be able to get any defensive row through. No. Already just giving up on that. Sorry, yeah. guys, can't do it. No, nope. can't. Couldn't well, do it when we had the House, certainly can't do it now. Can't slash won't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have the death of student loan forgiveness, no, which yeah, is going no. to the Supreme Court. I wonder how that's going to go. <laughs> so good. I'm going to end up, uh, this is a Twitter joke, but I'm going to end up bowing more by the end of this somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. S- Supreme Court's going to be like, oh, that's crazy. It says here you're a slave. Yeah. That's wild. That's so weird how we decided that that, uh, fuck, th- fuck that Fourth Amendment shit. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think we have, let's see, looking at this, San Francisco yep. getting, what was it, armed robot dogs? Yep. Now, uh, robots can now kill people. Cool. I think with explosives, not guns, but I'm sure this will be used as precedent to give them guns. Love it. Uh, I love I love that. Yeah. It's one of the funnier bellwethers for me. Is San Francisco the most lib city in America? Mm-hmm. Being like, okay, so we should ha- let cops kill people with robots, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just other Nazis. They're just also Nazis. Yeah, I think it's... Uh... In New York City, the other most lib city in America, they're going to be, like, taking more and more people off the streets and hospitalizing. Yeah, yeah. Hospi- forced. Forced hospitalization. Yeah. Which is essentially which, prisoning. Yeah, which is also happening. Uh, Governor Newsom passed a very yep. similar bill, the CARE, I think, um, mm-hmm. that is very much about, like, what if we just threw people in mental institutions? They're just, like, what if we... You know, this is them saying it. What if we cleanse the streets yeah, what if, of like of people I that mean, were different? Forty one eighteen in in Los Angeles has been you know a, a huge like political flashpoint here. But yeah, just what their only solution is to further criminalize. Their only solution is the final one. Damn. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, really telling that we had two years of them having the House, the Senate, yep. uh, the presidency. presidency. And what have they accomplished? Fucking all. No, uh, no. Where is your dark Brandon now? Like, they, I just. Uh, you know what they accomplished? Giving a like, starting a war with Russia. Yeah. Great. Cool. Good job. Yeah. What? What? The billions that we send um, to to. God, I, we don't even go back to our our yes. episode with Graham. Still angry about it. Worth. Still fucking hate the Ukrainian government. Yep. Um. It's just. And then, of course, uh, this will be old news by the time this comes out, I'm sure, a little bit, you know, but, you know, killing the uh, the rail strike. Mm. Oh, my God. I think that's definitely worth mentioning. Yeah, that is, like, what, what what is our Democratic Party doing? The shit Republicans did in the 2000s and 90s, like, starting wars and killing labor. There's a reason, like, like 85 senators voted to kill it, right? Like, this is the one thing they all agree yeah. on. No, the one thing that we all come together on is fucking over labor. I can't believe. Biden, I saw this in Jacobin, because I'm going to be a cliche. Biden in 2020, I think it's special, because, like, not only did uh, Yosef kill this you know seven Mm -hmm. in part of his 2020 campaign biden pledged that he would ensure all workers had at least seven paid sick days early in his presidency he called on congress to pass a bill that require companies to let all their workers accrue at least seven sick days per year blah 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 he said it's a national disgrace that millions of our fellow citizens don't have a single paid sick leave uh single day of paid sick leave available to them he said march 2020 incredible and guess fucking what Guess fucking what? He imposed a labor deal on a hundred and almost two hundred thousand workers that didn't have a single paid day of sick leave. Fuck. Disgusting. Not that Joe Biden has ever been anything than this. He's Mitt Romney with worse hair, but like incredible that he said the thing. Yeah. Like 
not that long, like 18 months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't even having to go back to like 90s Biden to get the own. Like, it's like it's, the other day. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Last Tuesday. Last fucking week. <laughs> he was like, you know what I stand for? And I will never do another thing opposite this. That God. would be crazy. Like, all he had to do was be like, bosses, fucking no. Yeah. And he just couldn't do that. He just couldn't do that. Uh, really, you know, uh, shout out to the rail workers and their upcoming Wildcat strike. Fuck this shit. I hope so. I don't know if they've got it. I don't know. Um, they, yeah. I, I don't it's hard know to Wildcat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, God, it just, you know, we've seen so much strike breaking. You've I got know. the UCs on strike right now yeah. dealing with a ton of shit yeah. from the UC system. God, fuck the UC system. Yeah. Uh, you, of course, Starbucks and Amazon yep. just, just wilding out, just going fucking nuts. And one of the things, like, not just that comment, but, like, Biden in general really, like, made a lot of claims around mm. labor and being a, like, pro-labor president. And so to see this moment happen yeah. and, like, shout out to the squad by the way um i know for, for yeah only rashida talib in the yep. in the house really basically stood i know right. and then fuck fuck that fourth dimensional chess shit of like this is how we were told to vote like, i got no use for that yeah it's like either you're stupid or you're or you're, you're a mark yeah will, or willing mark like fuck off yeah you know like don't don't try to sell me that bill of goods like we all knew this was how this was gonna go obviously obviously obvious 85 15 (laughs) nobody thought this was gonna go any differently so like yeah no there's no version of this Mm -hmm. where you don't say yes they should have this and like i don't i'm not part of the union i got no part but like i'm sorry it's it was obvious the moment they split the bills because that's the point of splitting the fucking bills That's the only point. There is no purpose other than to kill it in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got I got no use for it. And got Rashida it. Tlaib was correct on this. Yep. yep. Um, so, yeah, you can go to her comments if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let her, yeah. So, I just... So, you have not the rise of Nazism. I don't know. Can we say... Can we just say the rise of Nazism? Yeah, it's a bipartisan thing. Yeah. No, right. I, I agree. Like, I think early in our podcast, we got a little precious sometimes about, of course. about like, fascism and, like, the historical meaning. But, like... <laughs> we love to be pedants. <laughs> uh, but I think it, it is undeniable at this point. Like, yeah. it really is a fascist movement. And I think the only way to understand how to combat it mm-hmm. is to understand how to combat fascism. Like, fascism does not give a shit about mm-hmm. whether it's right or wrong. It just no. cares about accumulating power. And... Currently, we have Democrats that really just want to fact check the Nazis. That they really just love to. They really well, just want actually. to be like, "Excuse me," and like, <laughs> I don't know why I said in that voice. Cancel. Um, wasn't going for that, but that's where we ended. No, I'm too late yeah, now. It's, it's in. It's in. Um, and I just really wish Libs would understand that, like, these people don't care about facts. They don't. They they just care about power. Like. They, w- yep. they will absolutely continue to lie all the way. And as you're lecturing them, they will take you to the gulag. Yeah. Like, no, they don't care about being logically consistent. This isn't a logically consistent worldview. Yeah, and, and It's not designed that, to be logically consistent. One of its strengths is the lack That's of logical right. consistency. That is not just a, like, a mm-hmm. element that mm-hmm. like gets left behind. Like, it is actively a strength right. that they don't have to be consistent. Yeah. That, like, the lies are built in. The, the fictionality is built in. They... they, they can just trade in facts and falsehood without any distinguishing between the two. Karl Rove said this almost 20 years ago. We're the makers of reality. He said that on Fox fucking news. Jesus Christ. He said that and Americans weren't instantly like, we have to kill all these people. (laughs) All right. We just, okay. He said that. He said those words out loud. So, okay. 
Zach, you had a question. I did. This Let's is bring fun. this home. So this us. has not been our most fun episode, yeah, yeah. I would say. But, but um, I've had a good time. Yeah. Because I always have a good time doing podcasts with Aww, you. Oh, thanks, buddy. Happy holidays. Oh. But I've been thinking, if you had one, I don't know, selection yeah. for a person that was, I don't know, deleted from things. Let's just say if you could have <laughs> your own Mar-a-Lago dinner, <laughs> but just with one person. Yep. In a soundproof room. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's if, right. That was the situation. Who would it be? So for me, I had an easy answer. Okay, yeah. George W. Bush. Interesting. The, because here's why. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of reasons. The world, Reagan is the biggest reason why we are here now, but Bush is part two of that. Yeah. And Bush really created the hellscape we live in now. Aside from all the various genocides, the, the Middle the East. million dead. Yeah, destroying the entire Middle East, depleted uranium um, in Fallujah, making kids there born with birth defects to this day, ISIS, Afghanistan, um, the Patriot Act, destroying this country itself, looting so much uh, wealth um, at the time. Um, Everybody forgets all the Enron, Dick Cheney scandals, all that stuff, everything, Mm -hmm. right? Like, doing 9-11. He did a 9-11. He did a 9-11. Uh... I think yeah, he was president until 2008, which was not that long ago. It was Mm-mm. 14 years ago. And I think people forget that, like, George W. Bush was just, he's right there. Yeah. I undeniably, like, the worst president of our lives. Oh, yeah. Like, in terms of the evil done. Like, Trump isn't even on the metric, oh, no. and Trump is fucking evil. But, like, George but- W. Bush fucking killer he did some nazi shit before this other nazi shit yeah. that's more overt mm-hmm. right like he was doing fashion whatever you want to call it a kind of fascism back then yeah, yeah. and that's why we are here in this next stage of it yeah so I, I, and, the imperialism that leads yeah. inevitably to fascism and so if i like and then on top of it is the extra insult of not that i give a shit about the obamas the michelle obama and him him passing candies back and forth yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the the like he's doing his little paintings mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. his children's books yeah the 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 sort of whitewashing of his legacy yeah. no we have to find that guy i i that's your guy that's my guy that's my guy that i spent a lot of alone that time you really, with that you really <laughs> want to take to lunch <laughs> i would really really like to take You'd to really lunch. like to take out <laughs> I would, to lunch <laughs> i would really like to board him with some water to start <laughs> mm, yeah yeah can i get you a glass of water yeah 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 <laughs> i see you're lying down that's <laughs> You look Sir, thirsty. you look parched. <laughs> See, okay. <laughs> Such a dangerous segment. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, my whole idea. <laughs> I, uh, I think that while all of those things are true, yeah, and that of course. there's certainly, I agree, uh, potentially no one more deserving. Yeah, yeah. He calls harm cause. <laughs> yeah. But Bush is no longer in the seat of power. I think for me, yeah. you have to think strategically about this, about like mm. what could topple the most <laughs> things. What will? I'm so black till the I'm most like, uh, change. Yeah, you just don't believe it's possible. Yeah. And so I, I think for me, it's it's a, there's a lot of figures, but I actually think like I'm going business. I'm going Bezos. Oh, interesting. I'm, I'm going Bezos. I think in terms of active harm cause, mm-hmm. and in terms of like. Business people are fraidy cats. Like a political yeah. assassination, I think in many ways reifies like existing status quo if it's not followed up by sure. other things. But I think if Jeff Bezos go down, does Amazon go down? No, of course not. But 
the the fear that mm-hmm. that could spark sure. and what we have already seen is an incredibly flighty business elite like these yeah, guys are sure. so fucking scared all the time yeah. you have every tech company laying off thousands of workers yeah, yeah, yeah. like just while they're making profits while they're making <laughs> insane profits just on because they know a recession is coming down the pike at some point yeah. like like all of this is going on i just think that like you topple one of those guys uh you're going to you're going to see people that may maybe all of a sudden like the union busting gets a little different like mm, like i think I, like that. I think there is a, right. a potential for real change in the landscape uh if if these guys have to worry about being able to sleep at night um or waking up from their long lunch <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah i think i right. think that's, that's I like what it. i'm thinking strategically I like but i understand like you, if you're just looking at it like who who has the greatest karmic right. debt? Yes. I think Bush is definitely near the top of that I just, list. I long to pay that debt. <laughs> uh, student loan forgiveness, but some debts should be paid. That's right. That's right. You know, that's. I think that's uh, sometimes it's true. Okay. Um, All right. We'll leave it. There. Yeah, we'll leave it on that super fun note. <laughs> Well, um, listeners, why don't you get in the Discord and let us know who you would pay a debt yeah. to? <laughs> who, who you would like to take out <laughs> to lunch? Um, my name is Michael Tabor. You can find me at Michael Tabor. I'm Zachary Allard. You can find me at Zachary underscore Allard. And make a request to follow, all right? And I will decide if you're worthy. Can I just say, uh, this is a little silly. I love lockdown Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. I love down, I love lockdown Zach on Twitter. I, it's been better. I, it's been I'm a so better poster. Better. You're a better poster. It's funnier. It's yeah. uh I it's, get more engagement weirdly. I uh I don't give a shit about that. No, I just sure. I just like feeling like the Zach that I know in real life is suddenly the Zach I feel on yeah, Twitter. It doesn't fun. feel like the self-censoring. Like he's just out there. I'm just worth in the, the streets. Follow. Worth I'm in the, the streets. If I deem you worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach really the entire every episode he's like, "So are we starting our cult yet?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I keep trying. I uh, follow the pod at shitty underscore pod. And as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you for sticking with us through inconsistent release schedules. Life has been crazy, but we still enjoy hopping on mics to talk our shit and hope you guys enjoy hearing it. And uh, we'll see you next time.